This book is the anatomy of what a great business success looks like. His research showed everybody gets stuck, and funny enough, when you're stuck, you feel like they're the only person in the world who is stuck. Good day, and welcome to the Consultant on the Coach podcast. How are you, my friend? Hey, doing great. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm awesome, man. Hey, we are, we love books. Yep. We like doing business together, and we have another podcast today, and uh, we're going to take apart the book, Anatomy of a Breakthrough, by Adam Alter. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hey, we interviewed him the you know last week. It was a fascinating interview. Mm-hmm. And so now this is our chance to, uh, we're going to give our take on his book, mm-hmm. and then next week we have our business application and then life application. That's so right. yep. uh, props to Adam, Adam for last week's interview. Uh, what's the, uh, what is the... Uh, Bible verse you came up for today. Yeah, I'm getting up here. Uh, Psalm 13. <clears throat> Lord, how long will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will I store up anxious concerns within me? Agony in my mind every day. How long will my enemy dominate me? Consider me and answer, Lord my God. Restore brightness to my eyes, otherwise I will sleep in death. My enemy will say, I have triumphed over him, and my foes will rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your faithful love. My heart will rejoice in your deliverance. I will sing to the Lord because he has treated me graciously. And I like this in context of getting a breakthrough because obviously before you have a breakthrough, you're going to be stuck. And a lot of the book is about the the psychology of stuckness. But obviously as as Christian business leaders and those who listen to us, you know, obviously there's faith plays an important element. Um, And so when we're stuck, I think many times uh, scripture reminds us that when we're feeling that way, there's an element of crying out to God, which is totally fine Mm -hmm. and acceptable and normal. Um, And so anyone who's read the Psalms, this mm -hmm. is what we see in the Psalms. You you get stuck. You get stuck. This is going to happen. This Mm -hmm. is going to happen. You see it Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. The book, Anatomy of a Breakthrough, is like, well, how do you get unstuck mm-hmm. from a business perspective? Right, right. And, and when, when you think about the Psalms of Lament, I think one of the one of the keys to remember is regardless of when you have that breakthrough and regardless if you ever have that breakthrough, um, the key is at the end of this, again, before the breakthrough has happened, David reminds us that he, he declares his trust and his faith. He says, I've trusted in your love. My heart will rejoice in your deliverance. I will sing to the Lord. But this is before he gets unstuck. So this isn't the, okay, now everything's fine, so I'll praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's even from the places of stuckness. I like that word. You know, we, we need to, at people of faith, we also must praise the Lord, right? The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So these are important things to remember as we talk about these topics. Absolutely. So book Anatomy of the Breakthrough. And the nice thing I like about this book is we got to talk to Adam first, hear his perspective, mm-hmm. not only on what the book's about, but why he wrote the book the mm-hmm. way he did. And it, it makes complete sense hearing his perspective mm-hmm. on the book. Mm-hmm. So how would you summarize the book? Yeah, I think it was a good book because it was um, a really helpful construct for thinking about all the different ways that we get stuck you know, as I've described it to people who I've talked to a lot of people about the book, even because it's come up um, in conversation, it just, it it applies to so many great things in business and life, which I appreciate um, that, you know, his research showed things like um, everybody gets stuck. And mm-hmm. funny enough, when you're stuck, you feel like they're the only person in the world who is stuck, right? 
and, and so you forget that virtually everyone feels stuck in some dimension of their life. And so I, I appreciated that you can really apply this to any area, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and doesn't mean that, you know, you're always going to, you'll never be stuck again, but at least you can apply it to when you get stuck in, you know, family relationship or, a, you know, working relationship or a partnership or a client or, a, you know, there's all these places you get stuck. Um, so there's certainly lots of uh, good ideas to draw from. And now he, he teaches at the business school at New York University. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's not like he's just doing this from his own life experience. He works with business leaders, aspiring business leaders. So he gets to see case study after case study after case study. Mm-hmm. And what this book did is it he summarized all this data and says, you know, it's not just like, hey, this might work. No, this is the actual anatomy of what a breakthrough looks like. Mm -hmm. Just like when you think anatomy class going into med school, Mm -hmm. it's not like, hey, this might work for treating some sort of illness. Doctors Mm -hmm. know this is what the anatomy of the body looks like, and this is how you get a healthy body. Mm -hmm. This book is the anatomy of what a great business success looks like. And you do this in consulting. You go into a business and you're like, okay, what, what's the pain point? Can we grow from this? And what does that look like? Sure. Yeah. All the time. Um, I also liked, he brought up, we actually didn't have time to talk about in the interview, but he brought up at the end when we, you know, asked, you know, what else didn't we talk about? I was, I was actually, I was somewhat surprised that one of the things he zeroed in on that we hadn't addressed was the concept of the friction audit, mm. which, oh, yeah. which actually I had a lot of notes in my notes to cover with him. So I hadn't, it wasn't that we hadn't read it. We just didn't get to that topic. I was a little surprised, um, that he highlighted that was, that was interesting, like a nugget that he thought was obviously very important. Um, and, and what did you think about that? I loved it. I, I loved it in a, in a way that I didn't like it. And what I mean okay. by that is, so not only am I a coach and you're a consultant, but, we want businesses to improve, but frequently they don't improve until there's some sort of friction. Mm-hmm. You need to find what does it take to move it forward. And to do that, there's got to be some sort of friction. What, mm-hmm. what is slowing the business down? What is the friction? And he, he mentions this in the book. And I was I went back to my business and I'm looking at my business going, yep. So I started asking, where's the friction? Mm-hmm. I know where the friction is because I talk to my customers almost every single day and yeah, they tell me where the friction is. Hmm. We might as well ahead of time do a friction audit like what he said and said, where is that friction? And can we alleviate some of that friction so the business performs better? Yeah. Well, and <clears throat> it was interesting. I was trying to pull apart his description of a friction audit from uh, what what I've used in the past is lean performance, lean process improvement, mm-hmm. lean performance improvement, where at least in basic lean i'm not a deep deep lean expert so if anyone's listened to this who's a lean expert apologies if i don't get this all the nuance is correct but basically as i've used it in the past it's about mapping out um the current process it's about articulating the value stream that needs to be gleaned from said process and it's determining what things need either to be removed improved by efficiency um streamlined leverage technology things like that, right? You meant to sort of enhance the process. And that sounded a lot like a friction audit. So I was trying to, I was, one thing that was bummed we didn't have enough time to talk about was trying to pull apart the nuances of a friction audit compared to just something like lean process improvement. Because they sounded very similar to me on the the surface. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and 
I would say the friction audit has, you know, because the, the, it's a seventh chapter, friction audits and the art of simplification. Mm -hmm. And But it, a lot of it is when we simplify things, we want to get rid of as much friction when we simplify. You just don't want to simplify it and leave the friction in. I know that sounds obvious, right. but it's how do you, you have to figure out what the friction is and can you remove it and what, how does that how does that look? Right. Well, and that's, and that's, it's funny. A lot of my consulting actually goes around this because I've built, you know, products with clients before, um, you know, leveraging a technology team. And it's funny cause I, I liked his analogies. I was thinking about them a lot recently with one of these projects because uh, you, you talk to technologists who get really enamored with the technology, right? And we built this really simple, elegant navigation experience for some patients in a health health system, healthcare setting, um, that was built from the, we're not even trying to assess friction, we're just going all the way back to the source, the patients. What do they want to do, and how do we make that as simple? And we just we rebuilt it from scratch because we didn't even want to deal with the friction audit because the current scenario was so full of friction there was <laughs> nothing we could do. And the technology team goes, "Well, this isn't. This is. It's too simple. It's not enough here." I'm like, "No, no, really. This is better. Are you sure we we haven't done this? We haven't done this. We haven't done this. Trust me. The client, thrilled. I mean, they're mm -hmm. thrilled." I mean, like just the breath of fresh air that the simplicity can provide, like that, the simplification piece, the breath of fresh air that can provide in so many industries that are just convoluted with junk is, and, is great. And what I like about that is some people get too smart for their own good. Oh. I just recently came back work in from healthcare, trust me. an yeah. international conference out in Pittsburgh, and I was there, and I was talking to my buddy, and we are talking the most brilliant people in this industry were there, and I'm watching them from a coaching and consulting point of view, and it was so difficult to listen to them because they're parsing scientific data, and they're going so deep into the details. I'm like, this stuff's just not going to work in business. It's way too complex. And what I like about what you just said is how can we simplify it down? Mm -hmm. And if you ever have, so in, in, whoever's listening to this, whatever your business is or whatever you're doing, one of the best things is hang out with someone who doesn't know anything about your business mm -hmm. and try to explain your concept to them. If you can do that, you are very, very clear. But if it goes right over their head, you need to figure out how do I explain this where they can actually understand mm -hmm. i'm not saying forget everything mm -hmm. but so in the friction audit and and this because uh, it, it's really one of the things he said was once upon a time there was blank every day blank now we're talking about situations here okay one day blank because of that blank because of that blank until finally blank if you can feel this in about your company or what the problem is mm -hmm. It really simplifies things. And someone might say, well, Josh, that's way too simple. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No. We, sometimes we actually need to err on the side of too much simplicity. Absolutely. Now, if it's too simple and doesn't work, then make it more complex and more detailed. But let's simplify it. So I really like that part of the book. I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah. No, I was just glad that, um, that Adam brought it up at the end of our inter mm -hmm. uh, interview. With him. So, so in addition to the friction audit, mm -hmm. what sticks out to you? Um. We talked a little bit of this in the opening, but I liked um, his several definitions of stuck mm -hmm. just because it applied to so many things. Um, you know, what was unclear to me, though, and I thought you'd like to chat about this today, was, um, you know, it was unclear to me how those different variation versions of stu look stuck in a, you talked about musical stuck or athletic being stuck or 
business-wise being stuck or intellectually being stuck or creative stuck, just to hit on the kind of some of the definitions at a high level, but um, wasn't quite sure how those topics related to mental health, mm. right? Depression, anxiety, things like that, right? I mean, in terms of are you stuck because you're actually dealing with a mental health issue or are you is the mental health issue actually a result of being stuck? Like, which comes first, right? Chicken and egg sort of question, right? And so how do you sort of layer in the need for maybe don't be so worried about being stuck. You should just go see a therapist and, like, take care of yourself or take some time off. Or to, to our friend Chris Bailey, how to calm your mind, you know, reduce um, too much screen time in your life and maybe actually mm-hmm. you'll, you'll bring down the dopamine levels. <laughs> so that was a question I was left with. So I'm going to give this from an executive coach's standpoint. Yeah. And it's funny, you'll sometimes go out there and everyone and their sister is a coach. I hate that. But, <laughs> you know, I ended up with a master's in executive coaching because there is a psychological component. Mm-hmm. But if you find out, hey, I am stuck, are we dealing with a mental health issue that needs a diagnosis and care right. from a professional? Or is it something else? Yeah. It's complicated there are a lot of things that come into play yeah yeah did you just overwork yourself too much and not take care of rest and you just need a sabbath day do you need a nap do you need to eat healthier do you need to exercise or are we dealing with some other issues so when someone says what's the mental health on stuck right i don't know until we get to a chance to parse it right Right, right, right. No, that's that's exactly what i was thinking too is it was just this it's that that whole it'd be interesting to unpack with him more that whole issue. And I think he would probably say the same thing. Yeah. Is uh, there's are a lot of aspect and, and nuances to things. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's it's funny, a lot of people say, well, here's the one answer. It's never one answer. Typically, it's a lot of things that contribute to an overarching stuckness that happens in business and life. Yeah. Well, and he did break the book into the four parts, right? And I think there was the, was it the heart, the head? What was the third one? can't remember now it's out my head fun enough um and habit right yeah help heart help that was the first help heart head and habit yeah yeah so i think um there's certainly some several elements of psychology in there so you think about mental health i think there's several things around the heart and the head that probably help to ride you know illuminate sort of how to pull those apart Mm -hmm. um but I think that was an area that if i was gonna and from a christian perspective we read psalms and we read Mm -hmm. proverbs it comes from our heart. Yeah, you, you could do everything right business wise, but if we don't have a great heart, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna be corrupt. Right. Well, and it's also why I think what he would call I would call habit. We've talked about that on this show a lot. Um, he would call automation. Mm-hmm. I think that's another reason why that's particularly important in these spaces because the more you automate, the more things you can eliminate from possible causes and like it's like any good. Um, any good study, right, or any good scientific experiment, you want to, you know, eliminate all the variables, right? So you can just have the one variable or the two. And so the more you eliminate, I think it's also helpful. And if you look in really high-end professions, let's say a surgeon or let's look at a pilot, you Mm -hmm. know, really smart people doing something, they are known for their checklists. Mm -hmm. Why? You're automating very complex tasks. Mm-hmm. And some people, well, why, why, why should it be so simplified to do an automated task? Well, you don't 
you don't have a checklist for everything, but you have the main items on a mm-hmm. checklist because if the checklist takes care of it, the brain function goes towards something else. You can actually solve problems more easily. Yeah. Way, Way more but, easily. And what did he call? He called that system, what do you call it? System one and system two thinking, I, I, I think, think is he what did. he talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that same idea. The more you can push into system one, the automation, you know, it's like going driving in the same route every day. Like you're not thinking about it. You're thinking about 10 other things, right? Because you know that route, right? The more you can push into that system one, the better. Right. And what I liked about his book is so two books ago, we went over The Power to Change by Craig Grishel, which is, you know, we said, hey, great first step self-help book. Mm-hmm. This would not be that first step book. If you've never read a self-help book, I would not steer someone directly towards this book. This is for the business professional. You're already into things. It's way, way more complex because he's he's brilliant. He's talking about case study. It's, mm-hmm. it's what does that look like? I would think this would be a great book for a high performing team, mm-hmm. right? So if you have an executive team that reads books together, studies together, has a fairly isn't brand new together, right? There's, like this is for an established high performing team. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would not steer this to be like no. I have a brand new Where, team. Let's start with this book. Right? One of the things. Craig Rochelle was talking about, hey, let's start with your first habit of flossing in the morning. Right. I'd agree with that. That's awesome. And that would be great for a baby Christian, uh, my 11-year-old son. Great. This versus anatomy of a breakthrough is, hey, you already have a team with 5 to 15 team members. How can you get to that next step when you now have 13 to 50 to 100 team members on your team? What does that look like to scale like that? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. What else? What was your next topic you thought was interesting? I can jump in with another one. That was a long pause. It was a long pause. I'm not very patient. That's okay. Want me to go? What's next? Yeah. All right. Well, funny enough, I was allowing it to be there for a second. Do you know what concept that's from? No, I don't. Rain. So, I, so remember he talked about a program that was originally built to help people who were uh, to overcome smoking, mm-hmm. right? Um, and there was the four parts to RAIN, right? Recognize what's arising, being obvious in this case, like your desire to smoke a cigarette or something else, right? How to, how to basically, allow, one of the hardest parts said allowing it to be there. Mm. That was interesting. Um, and this wasn't his idea, right? He was quoting some research. Um, but then investigate your emotions and thoughts. That's the I. And then note what is happening from moment to moment. Um, and I found that idea of like allowing it to be there, the discomfort, really challenging. Probably beneficial. I, I know you but have, I have a been problem pondering with about this before. Mm-hmm. Why do I have a problem with it? I was going to ask you. That was my. I was going to be my coaching standpoint. Why do you have a problem allowing certain things to be there? Uh, because I'm don't like discomfort and, and sort of the allowing it to be there is just sort of, it's sort of like the settling in of discomfort mm-hmm. that you have to live with. It's like in a race. Correct. Right? If you're running a mile, if you're actually running a mile hard, it hurts like crazy. Let's, but let's, let's, or even a let, let's, let's, let's talk a marathon because most businesses a are a marathon. Yeah. A marathon even. Right. So what do you do with the discomfort? You got to allow it to be there. You mm-hmm. just got to live with it. You okay with that? It hurts. <laughs> That's not what I said. I don't I said, like it. I said, are you okay with it? You got to learn to be, right? You got to learn to be. Yes. He's you right. Do have you have to, to learn to it be. Just was, it was just funny to me going, oh, that sounds really painful. I could just think of all these painful moments in my life. Of, when I read this, I think, 
okay, you gotta like sit with it. You know, you just gotta be comfortable in the discomfort. You do. Yeah. Anyhow, but I thought it was very helpful. It is very helpful. But the fascinating thing is a lot of times we know we have to learn that. Not everyone can do that though. Yeah. You have to learn to understand. I'm going to have to sit in this for a while to figure this thing out. To yeah. be okay with it. And don't, don't move past the step of just allowing it to be. And then like not fixing it or not taking mm-hmm. action or not confronting even. Like oh. confronting maybe, maybe you have an argument with another person. You don't have to confront it right away. You got to sit with it. You know? I would yeah. also go so far as to say is, hey, it's going to be here. I don't have an answer right now for it. I'm going to sit on it and I might get the answer tomorrow. I might actually get the answer in 6 to 12 months. It might take that long to get the answer. But I would say there's a difference between, and I'm not saying you're doing this, but I know other people could interpret it this way. There's a difference between ignoring it and allowing it to be there. Oh, absolutely. Right. So it's like just because you can't take action today, some people just emotionally detach from it, mm-hmm. and they f- truly like almost mentally forget about it. But this is where great but you teams gotta, like, acknowledge the reality. Exactly. Acknowledge the reality that this is there Yeah. and say, hey, I will look at it again next week. Right. That's okay. We're recording this podcast on a Friday. There are a lot of things. I'm not going to have the answer today, but I have put it on my schedule. I'm going to look at it next week. Right. Whereas in the old days when I was in my 30s, I would let it bother me all weekend. I, 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 did, I couldn't sit in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I am that way with conflict. I hate sitting in conflict for too long. It just drives mm-hmm. me. I got like to resolve it. I don't it's frustrating as I'll get out. That's good. But, <laughs> but you see this in this way. Let's go back to your devotion. Yeah. I love the Psalms. Yeah. You see God allowing us to sit in things. Yeah. That, we'll we'll talk about the personality side of things uh, in two weeks. Okay. You know, the, the personal application aspect sure. of the book. Because that gets into that. You know, even anatomy of a breakthrough. What does it look like in our personal life? Right. Right. No, absolutely. Yep. What else we got for today? Uh, well, from a, from a business standpoint, you know, you have an anatomy of a breakthrough. As you're consulting with uh, businesses and leaders, uh, you know, number one thing that would stick out from this book, would it be the friction component that you would take and apply? Or No, I think, you... I mean, the number one thing I would tell people to pay attention to is just the, the, the um, physical and emotional effects of being stuck. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first thing to step into. There's, I mean, there's several other things that are good. But the first thing to think about is just understanding the given. It's a whole language around what it means to be stuck, mm-hmm. what that looks like, what it feels like, how you manage through it, uh, how to overcome it. Um, and I think that's if, at a core concept, you know, great, uh, helpful um, idea for people looking for help. From a coaching standpoint, what I like most about this book is there's actually an anatomy. This is not wishy or just guessing. He's using scientific data. This is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will come work with me as an executive coach and say, hey, am I unique here? No, good news. You're not unique. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that same story, a one-off, not mm-hmm. verbatim. I've sure. heard it over and over and over and over again. So the great news about this book is he's saying, hey, you know, at least hundreds, probably thousands of leaders in business, there's an anatomy here. Mm-hmm. And you know what Adam did? He he wrote a book, right? And we can see it. So then you have to take the book and apply it. But this is really really good news from not only a, a coaching standpoint, but a consulting standpoint. You're like, hey, this isn't rocket science, right? How do we optimize this? And he gives some really really good tools. Awesome. So, 
Hey, next week, we're going to dive into business application. So what does this actually look like in an actual high-performing business or a business that Josh, let's say, would be consulting with? And the week after that would be life application of anatomy of a breakthrough. In the meantime, click on the link. Go buy this book on Amazon.com or your favorite uh, bookstore of choice. It's well, well worth the, uh, the read. And we'll have the link in the show notes. Adam also has lots of extra uh, links on his personal website, mm-hmm, such as the mm-hmm. friction audit that yep, he talks about. Yep. Definitely go get it. Yep. But in the meantime, hey, whether you're watching this on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, you name it, uh, do, us, do us a favor. Leave us a five-star review because that helps other people get to the podcast as well, too. But until then, uh, looking forward to next week. Sounds good. Sounds good.